Hey everyone, welcome to Astro. It's a uh, strange morning. Uh, Richard's not here yet. I'm running late, so I'm just having my coffee here and uh, hanging out. Um, but everything's good so far. Uh, standing here looking at the signature. Oh, hello. hello. May I uh, join you here? I guess. Who, who are you? My name is uh, Chadwick. Um, Archibald Steinberg, um, I'm a tourist from uh, a tiny village in um, Arizona. I'm here from Arizona. Meet my family, wait, the Steinbergs. Wait, 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 wait. You're a, you're a tourist from Arizona. I'm on vacation. Oh. oh, some coffee for me. Oh, thank you. May join you for breakfast, as is customary in my village in Arizona. We eat breakfast with strangers most all the time. Yeah, I guess that's 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 fine. And so, what uh, what is your name, sir? Oh. Hey, my name is David. Yeah. And your last name, the surname? It's Weinberg. Weinberg. Are you German? Uh, I think that I might have some German heritage somewhere back in there. But, uh, yeah, so you're on vacation with your family? Where are you? Where's your family? Well, for, before we get there, may I ask you something, Mr. Weinberg? Uh, Mitch, what is the deal with the microphones? And were you waiting on someone? Yeah, actually, well, my, my friend Richard and I, we record a show here at the, ah. at the, at the diner every Friday. And he was running late, so I was just... So I'm the lucky one who gets to do the show? Yeah, I should, tell you, I should tell you that you're actually being recorded right now. Legally, I have to tell you that. But? Yeah, this is California state law. Two-party consent. Just I haven't so agreed know. to this, Mr. Feinberg. Oh, you wanted to join me for breakfast, then. Some the uh, Richard Nixon kind of activities you're doing here at the Astro family restaurant. Well, shall we have breakfast? Sure. Uh, here, hand me that menu. I'll come back in a minute. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you a little more coffee. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's Martha. She's really so great. what's the deal? You come here, you... Uh, what are you doing with the microphones? Are you recording a podcast? Uh, yeah, we just chat about our lives and hang out and have coffee. You know, like you would with a friend. We just record it and, and your give friend, it as a gift to the world. Your late friend. He, he's not dead. He's just late. He's just running late. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah. Mit, uh, what is he like? Describe <laughs> him for me. Uh... He's probably a little bit taller than me. He has a mustache and stubble and stubble. Yeah, stubble. Like he, le you know, like hasn't shaved in a little while. Nah. I think I think he does it by choice. Sometimes you see people with stubble and you wonder, like, are they depressed or is their life falling apart? Oh, one of those. You're not sure, but I think he just likes having a little stubble. I don't. I think he's doing okay. Um, yeah, he's got kind of grayish. His hair's going gray uh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. But in a, Older in, a, man. in a handsome way. Handsome man. Yeah, not in a way that makes you think he's old and decrepit. Yeah. Well, you sound like the kind of guy I would like to have breakfast with myself. Maybe yeah. you will join us. 
I think he, he should be here. We're supposed to be here. Yeah. And yeah, I think Mr. Weinberg, don't you have any questions for me? Yeah. You, you mentioned you're on vacation with your family? Just the tourism with the uh, camper. Where, where is the camper trailer. Where is your family? They're asleep. They sleep during the day. All, they just sleep all day? All day long they sleep as I travel them across. We drive across the, on the highways and byways of this great country, all the way from our native Arizona. But you're not from Arizona originally, are you? You, you have an accent that doesn't sound like a, an accent I would associate I'm actually with. from a village in Arizona. It's uh, mid uh, 200 kilometers, 200 kilometers from uh, Phoenix. Flagstaff? Yes, I am from Flagstaff. Do you know I have Route 66. Funny thing about Flagstaff, I had the best Philly cheesesteak sandwich of my life in, at a restaurant in Flagstaff. Yes, I must know this restaurant. I don't remember the name of it. It was like near the town square, but it was sort of transcendent. Ah, the transcendent Philly cheesesteaks. Of course. Yeah. Not I mean, well. I've never, to be fair, I've never had it. Philadelphia cheesesteak in Philadelphia, so I'm sure <coughs> you know, I, okay. I joked on my coffee. <laughs> oh, look, is that your friend there? He fits the description of the man. No, that's not Richard. That's not him, okay. So I suppose we'll just uh, keep chatting for a while. Yeah. Mitch, tell me more about your life. Well... I am a family man, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just come to the Astro every Friday and... Doesn't sound very interesting, this show. <laughs> you ever think about spicing it up? Am I your first guest, by the way? No, we actually had a guest once before Richard's sister came oh, on the show. Oh, it would have been a my honor guest. to have been your first guest. Yeah, no, you're the second guest, technically. Mid, how did Although, that go I, with actually, the guest? Technically, at this point, you're more of a... A co-host than a guest. I feel like fill in co-host. Yeah, that's what I do in uh, Flagstaff. Oh, really? Yeah. Fill in co-host guy. Really? Yeah, just all the shows, you know, when the morning guy, when he's, one of his partners gets sick and you know he takes ill, I just go in and fill in with the uh, drive time. Oh, wow. radio. Yeah, like, like morning zoo sort of thing. Sort of shock, shock jock kind of. <laughs> wow. Shock jock. Mm. The people drive and they commute on the Route 66, you know, past the transcendent Philly cheesesteak. But, uh, I, so you, you're from Arizona? Yeah. Originally? Yeah. What's that accent? It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like something from Arizona. Look, okay, Arizona, um, I have nothing to say about this, Mr. Weinberg. I don't know, it just makes me think like maybe... Yeah, like a spy or anything, are you? No, I just travel with my camper trailer with my family who sleeps during the day, and I'm a fill-in co-host guy in Flagstaff, Arizona. Oh, okay, that's, that's still a lot. So wait, how many, how many uh, people are in the family? <laughs> There's uh, Johnny, Joe, Alice, Susie, Kathy, uh, Bob... Uh, Ch Chadwick Jr., um, Frisky, Fritz, uh, Clydestein, 
Goldie, Little Susie, <laughs> Chatty Chatty Chadwick Jr. <laughs> wow, this would be a very large It's a family. big family. We are a happy family, and I hope that each and every one of them follows in my footsteps and becomes a Philly and Shock Jock co-host in Frank. <laughs> Do you want to order now? You want to take a moment? Oh, are you uh, ready to order? No, you're going to wait. If you want. I have to wait. You have to wait? What is yours? <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Chadwick. Chadwick? Archibald Steinberg. Oui, monsieur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Arizona. You from Arizona? I'm from East LA. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and what is your name? Martha. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you uh, recommend to you know eat for breakfast? Oh, steak and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delightful. I think. But you're not. May I split this? Uh, meet my new friend. Yes, you can, but you know the price is twenty-one forty-five. Maybe we should just get a waffle. <laughs> we'll put it on the show. Can we expense it? <laughs> There's no one to expense No, it. actually, 22 25 You want that? You take uh, I take euros. <laughs> I take what? Good euros. Euros? Euros. Oh, no, 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 no. Only American money. <laughs> why, would, why would you have euros if you're from Arizona? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, really. <laughs> You're pulling my leg, man. I've been doing a lot of traveling with my family. Very big family. They're all asleep in the camper trailer outside. So you don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, what should we... Let's get a waffle. Oh, a waffle yeah. combo nature? Waffle combo. Yeah, we'll split that. Bacon? Sausage, please. How do you like the egg huevos? Mm. Egg huevos. Egg huevos? Egg huevos. Huevos? Vebos. How would you like your vebos? Sunny side up? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds very good, my friends. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Martha. It's nice to meet you, Martha. Well, what an interesting character that woman is. <laughs> she is. She is one of my favorite people. <laughs> Sounds like she's from a, a village near mine. <laughs> you always have this much fun. Every Friday. Every Friday, it's, it's the, the same. Every Friday, it's the highlight of my week. What a happy accident for you that you have a fill-in co-host guy, just a what, pro. What, what are the odds? Of all the juke joints in, in all the world, I walk into yours. What are the odds of that? And here we have this great content we're going to put out to your friends, your audience. How many people listen to the show, by the way? What's the uh, distribution? Uh, like about 50 people. You monetize it? 50 people. I don't think you can monetize uh Selling advertisements, think, you know, sponsorships. Yeah, it's, it's a tough sell. Patreon model? Uh, there's no... I wouldn't say we operate on a model. I'd say we've sort of created our own Have you been model. written up in Hot Pod? Not yet, but I think it's coming. I think once we break 100 listeners, things are going to start happening. Big things. Yes. Well, I will uh, force you... my entire family to subscribe on their podcatcher of choice, which should boost <laughs> your numbers. 
Caddy Chadwick Jr. the third is going to subscribe later today when I wake him up so at 9 p.m. Does every member of your family have their own smartphone? Yeah. We all have the smartphones. Wow. Stay in touch well, with everyone in Flagstaff that guess, way. I guess you are making shock shock money. Would you plug our show on the next time you fill in situation. on the morning show and text stuff? Would I plug you? Yeah, plug our show. Well, we can plug you technically. Would You'd I be plug you, yourself Mr. Because you were on the show. So wouldn't you want to... Like, by the way, I stumbled upon... I stumbled into a podcast at a diner while on vacation with my family. That's a oh, shout story. out? That's a great story. Shout out. Shout out? Yeah. yeah sure. Just tune in to uh, 87 point nine nine. Seven <laughs> FM Flagstaff Radio K F F G. It's a very good station. Plays the country rock and the shock jock, and I think you like it. I like uh, I like country. I like. I'm not so much. Into so, what do you jocks. usually talk about on this show? You know, your feelings, like uh, what kind of areas do you get into? Yeah, we we talk about our feelings. We talk about. Uh, That's good audio. We, you can get to good feelings. Yeah, good feelings. It makes for good tape. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about food. Richard is a... He's a foodie. He loves to describe himself as a foodie. Ah, I'm a foodie as well. Yeah, he's always... He always as well. He has a... Uh, yeah, he often wears a... But butt. I don't like onions. What? <laughs> I'm a foodie, but I don't like onions. It's crazy, I know, but... It's just me... So, there's certain things I can't try, you know, but... Oh, that's, that's a lot of things have onions. Plenty of things that don't have onions. You know, waffles, for example. That's true. Is it a good waffle? How's waffle the food here? here? The, the food here is good. I just happened upon... I was actually on my way to the restroom. We thought we were camping. Please, and if I can get a container for this, I'll, I'll put it in the box. I think we are irritating any of the other customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes. Really? I think sometimes. Do you think it's me or do you think it's you? <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> um, well, I think it cuts both ways. I think sometimes people might be annoyed, but then I think sometimes people might feel excited to be in proximity of such a dynamic and exciting thing that's happening here. This whole whole thing just feels like sort of an Andy Kaufman-esque performance piece with you in the diner with no plan. You're talking to this shock jock guy, and then you're going to put it online, and people aren't going to listen to it, and why? You know, for what? For what? Well, I mean, I actually had this discussion with Richard the other day, because he was saying, what's the point of this? You know, no one listens. And I was saying, that's not the point. The point is not that people listen. The point is that we enjoy doing it and, we, and it's for ourselves. And if other people like to listen to it, that's great. But, you know, this is... Uh, so it's the process. But the process. The experience. The experience. The relationships, like our relationship. And then, like, you know, we've been developing this relationship with Martha, which was great. And I feel like I have a relationship with the restaurant in a weird way like I don't know there's a lot of value I think in going to the same place every week when I first moved to LA I got invited to a couple of things that were these gatherings of people that happened every they happened weekly in restaurants and I just like loved them 
you know. And uh, it's nice to have that in my life. Sorry, I was just tripping out on life as you <laughs> monologued me into that deep space of thought and feeling. And Man, you're good. You should do this. <laughs> you should keep doing this every Friday for ever. Yeah, I, we, I think we plan on it. Now, Although I'm starting to worry because my, Richard's not here. Don't worry. Well, you know, it's strange, and this is going to seem odd, but actually, I have to go because I got a text from Chatty Chadwickson oh, okay. Jr., the third. So he's out in the trailer, and apparently everybody's getting up early, and so I have to go drive them somewhere because we're tourists. And um, so I just got a text. So I know it's strange because we just co ordered a, a waffle together, and now I'm not going to stay to eat it with <laughs> But I must take my leave, and I hope that your friend shows up. Yeah, I hope so too, but uh, what was your name again? Chadwick, Archibald, Steinberg. <laughs> Just a feeling co-host shock jock guy from Flagstaff, Arizona. On tourism with his, with his family. Well, yeah, have fun in L.A. and if you need any Dr. recommendations. Steinberg. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Well, that was weird. I didn't expect that. I'm just going to sit here and wait for this waffle, and hopefully Richard shows up at some point. But, uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, I'm to think of what happened this week with me. I actually did have a really good week. Uh, you know, I never noticed there's a microwave over there. Hi, Martha. Oh, Richard. Hey, look. Richard, Richard, where have you been? You're so late. I'm sorry, are you recording? <laughs> yeah. You're recording without me. Craziest thing happened, man. You broke the rules. You're, you're not supposed. You've been recording for 17 minutes, at, well, 18 minutes now. What have you been talking about? You've just been monologuing this entire time. Dude, the craziest thing happened. What? I was just sitting here. Are I you okay? The, I had the mic set up. I'm fine. But I had the mic set up. This dude. Why is in. there a half drink cut? Co- you have you me? been recording with somebody? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, go this ahead. This guy who clearly was German, but said he was from Arizona, came and sat down, and. Hung out and wanted to be a, and and really yeah and he's a shock jock so he had some skills he had some mic skills and was it good? Oh uh, yeah, it was good. What? It was weird. I can't believe there that. There was a lot of. Wait, so he just sat down at the table? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Oh hi, hey. Martha. Hi. Is it true that there was a uh, somebody else here? Somebody else? Yeah, crazy guy. It talks what? so funny. <laughs> What what is the deal with that? How did that? I'm just so offended. I mean, this is our show. You know, how could how could he be recording with someone else? I don't know, honey. Well, next time you see that happening, will you stop him immediately? Because that's against the rules. I will. I will. I promise you. Okay. Put some money under the table. Oh, I always leave money under the table. <laughs> you, get, you get it, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I keep Martha on my. Okay, so is this? May I partake in this waffle? Yeah, yeah. Or is he this for, what is this dude's well, name? He wanted to split a waffle with me, so I said yeah. But then he left. He said he had a camper trailer full of like fifty kids, and they were on vacation. What? <laughs> yeah, it was very, what do you mean? It was very strange. Was that what? Like in a legit way? I don't, you yeah, know, a trailer you ever, filled with kids in a legit way. You or? never know with strangers who sit down and have barbecue what's real and what's not. You know, 
Yeah. I never met the man. I don't know. Thank you, Martha. You're very welcome. A fresh cup for Are me. You, so you're just going to drink the half-drink coffee that he was drinking? Yeah, I mean, he sounds trustworthy. Yeah, he's just a, just a guy with a strange accent with a camper trailer filled with children <laughs> in the parking lot. What did you guys talk about? I should wait to listen. Or should I? What do you want to tell me? Um... Well, we just talk about his life. As I butter up our weekly waffle. Yeah. Um, his life? So what's his life like? Yeah, you know, he's a fill-in shock jock. <laughs> what? <laughs> it sounds so crazy as they say I hope this loud. isn't redundant for our listenership, by the way, because he probably explained all yeah. this. Yeah, on, he did. On, were you recording the whole time? Yeah, it was, yeah. That's cool. Um, so what, he sat down and then you started recording? Yeah. I, well, I have to go today, probably oh. at... I have an appointment. I'm sorry. So I couldn't, I was like, you know, because we have this rule, I know we have certain rules, and one of them is the show has to be an hour. I know, well, for and a I while. Know, I know I'm not supposed to record without you, but I also thought, well, look, if I have to get an hour in, like, I have to start recording now, without issues, so I just hit record. And I understand. I would have done the same to you. Yeah. In fact, I'm usually the one pulling fast ones on you, so I'm glad that you pulled one on me. I mean, I was just trying to keep the show alive while you were... Trying to record a show. Where well, you? It has to be a solid hour. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that one of the premises of the show? Where was I? Where were you? Why were oh, so I got a I got a gig uh, filling in on a shock jock show. So, yeah, I was late getting. No, but I I can't tell you why. I just don't want to discuss it on mic. Okay. But, Fair enough. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind. How was your week, Richard? I don't even know what to say about my week. I mean, I'm trying to make a lot of bread. Literally, not money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, literal bread. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got your a sourdough house starter. Reeks of Sourdough. Oh yeah, you came over yesterday. Your house reeks of sourdough. You walk in the door and it's like, it, in a in a bad way. No, I like the smell of. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't. You're just eating. <laughs> Here, I'll cut it up. Wait, don't cut it this way. You took a. Bu- oh, I guess that could be my hat. Yeah, I think you cut cool, it this way. Dude, it's cool. So that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you get the whole parsley garnish. Let me you sure. love that. Yeah. And you get one egg. Thank you. Yeah, was that guy? I don't know. There was a guy sitting behind. It's me. weird. There's a guy in our normal spot. seat. Yeah. So what's the deal with him? He didn't say anything, and he didn't seem super annoyed. But I never know how people are gonna react to, to this happening at the table next to them. Yeah. I mean, if like in LA. So this German guy. Well, it was his? Uh, was it like? I don't a, think well, like a Herzog kind of was, accent or? No. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like Herzog. It was uh, <laughs> well, like kind of a. I don't know my regional German accents well enough to be able to say where in Germany he was from, but... Was he annoying? The guy was, the I did think it was back? weird that he claimed no German. He just, like, claimed that he was just from Arizona. Yeah. So that was strange. But. Well, unless he knows how to talk about making bread, I still have a job here. Yeah, so uh, how's the bread making going? Crazy. It's so hard. Really? Well, I started with sour. I'm trying to do a naturally leavened sourdough. What does that mean? I mean, there's no commercial yeast added. So there's. Uh, so you're making yeast from scratch? Yeah, I mean, ye- the yeast is in the air. So. Mm. I know, I smelled it at your house. That <laughs> um, I means one of the reasons why people like, although I think that this is not accurate, they're like, well, San Francisco's sourdough is the best because of the yeast in the air there and the temperature of the air and sort all that Sort of like stuff. the argument for a New York pizza. Well, the, the New York bagel the thing, I think, is more analogous. Yeah, the bagel. water. Exactly. It's like that with air. Yeah, people say that L.A. can't make bagels because the water isn't New York's water or whatever, which I think is a total... Well, I mean, 
I actually have no idea because I'm sure you can make good bagels in LA. For some reason, they just don't do it. So I had this dehydrated sourdough that somebody sent me actually from New York. So how did that sourdough get started? You can just start it with, um, you just take a little flour and water and leave it out, basically. Any flour and any water. I, I think so. I mean, that's how you can start. And it, it, it's basically, it's fermentation. You know, it's just, so it's the same principles apply, where it's just like, leave it, and it will start changing into something else. Mm. And um, But a naturally leavened sourdough bread is, um, you just don't add any commercial yeast. But so I had the starter, I revived it with a little water and more flour, and you feed it every day. What do you feed it? Flour and water. Oh. And Can most recipes have animal. you, or most techniques have you discarding, uh, like, all but about a half cup of the starter, and then feeding that, and then it grows, and then you discard, and you keep feeding it until it's healthy and, like, you know, very bubbly. It's supposed to act in a certain way, and it kind of, if you feed it every 12 hours, It'll sort of have peak activity, you know, like at four or five hours, depending on the temperature. And then it starts to fall again. Um, but I've been doing this all week, and I've made I made the worst sourdough ever, and then the worst whole wheat loaf ever. Really? Actually, the whole wheat loaf was okay, but it's just like it's so wet and thick, and because I ran out of flour because I was feeding, and I just had a bunch of whole wheat flour, and I followed a recipe for a whole wheat loaf. Which, you take some of the starter, add more flour and water, and then often recipes will have you adding yeast at that point. But so that's not naturally leavened. That it has the it's leavened by right. the, the added yeast. But to, I have basically you know I've been reading so much about this, and after I tried my first sourdough loaf, which was edible, but like it was very dense, very heavy, it was like a rock. Um, I read something on King Arthur Flour, which seems to be a great resource for this. It's a flour brand. They also have all these techniques for free online. I highly recommend it. I think the maybe quote was that us. maybe they could King Arthur Flour. Let's, let's send them we this have, episode. We have fifty people who really love what we do. Yeah, I mean, and they're very engaged with me at least. Nobody talks to you. Um, but I think that the quote was a naturally leavened sourdough is the Mount Everest of bread making. So, so like I haven't even learned to crawl yet, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I've just like went straight for it. So then I made the like whole wheat asshole that's just like hired a bunch of. Sherpas to take them up to the mountain, but you don't have any Sherpas. Right, exactly. I have no Sherpas. Just me and my mixing bowl. Uh, and then I made a sourdough pizza crust yesterday, which was very good. Oh, really? Yeah, it was very chewy, very uh, Yeah, I feel like the bar is a little lower in pizza crust than bread. It is, although, I mean, I think I've probably talked about it on the show before, but Nancy Silverton's pizza dough recipe, which I get off of Oprah.com, is the best and most labor-intensive pizza. It's like... In terms of like the work involved, it's more than way more than making bread, um, but it's like an all-day process that produces a great crust. But it's kind of the same principle where you use just a very small amount of yeast and just leave it out to create a quote-unquote sponge, and then you add back in more ingredients that then grows it. Which is so I'm making a friend's uh, dough recipe that I've been going back and forth about bread making over text with. He gave me a recipe where he just uses starter, and then he'll add yeast and more flour, and then that's what's going on right now. I did it this morning, so in a couple hours, I'll be ready to make bread, basically. Can you make a bowl today? Yeah. Nice. I'm going to do it in the cast iron, like, Dutch oven. Actually, we can do it together, because we're going to have a work party at my house. Yeah. Sure. Is your friend invited? What was his name? Did I get his name? Ah, oh, man. It was long. Archibald. Huh. 
something or other. Weinstein. Okay. Really bad with names. He's not coming. Should we go check out his, his kids in the in the camper trailer outside? I uh, I doubt I'll ever see that man again. <laughs> Who knows? That's the thing about you, you always find the craziest people and the craziest. Story. How do you attract people? I don't know. Man. Like, how did he end up sitting at this booth? He just said, "Can I sit down?" And I was like, "Well, oh, I was you know that there there was literally a, a hot mic across from me." Because you brought two mics today. Yeah. Because I left my mic with you, right. and now I'm talking into my mic. That's right. That's okay. right. That's right. That's all right. That all happened. This doesn't quite add up. Is all I'm gonna say, but we'll leave it there. Okay. How was your week? My week was great. Have you already talked about all this with? No. It was really, really great, actually. Yeah, it was fantastic. Week. What happened? What was the pinnacle? It was like a lot of really good things happened. I finished a draft of a story, only two days late. Congratulations. Great for me. Um, <laughs> so I have this feeling of accomplishment that I'm writing through the week on, half an hour in the week. I also had like a, a, several really good and productive meetings related to projects I'm working on that got me really excited about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you I got going on? Well, we're planning these live events for the launch of the two shows I'm helping make at KCRW. Mm-hmm. And we had a meeting with the events people about what venues, and then this amazing venue sort of fell into my lap. A friend of mine bought an old strip club that has a hotel above it. That also, of course. That also has... Uh, it came with a sound stage that belonged to Ed Wood. It was where he filmed some of his movies and had a sound stage. And then for like decades, it was a rehearsal, rehearsal space for punk rock and metal bands where Guns N' Roses formed. Anyway, Guns so N' Roses formed yeah, at this yeah. practice space. Yeah, back then they were called Hollywood Bros. I think. Well, th- yeah, I've actually read this. Yeah, and so he's in the middle of remodeling this place, and it's going to be finished remodeling right before we have these show launches. And we, you know, there's a sort of difficult thing, tricky thing to do in the world of. Radio story parties where it's like you either have a listening party or you have a party. But like I've often been to events where like there'll be like a, there'll be like a mixer mingled. People will be like having drinks and talking, and then someone's like, "Okay, everyone, time to listen to a radio story." And then you like try to force everyone to be silent and listen to a story, and it never goes well. But the nice thing about this setup, if it works out, we can have the rooms in the motel upstairs and curate each room for each story and sort of my idea is to sort of look at it like a film festival for radio right so like you know every hour we'll start a story in one of the eight rooms for the eight episodes and you can go upstairs and sit and listen to a story and we'll have some sort of like visual curation so that the room feels like then in the big in the big suite we could do like a karaoke party. We've talked about this a lot, but will you just really quickly explain what this whole thing is? I feel like this is this and Nick White are the ongoing themes on our podcast. We yeah, follow. There's so there's this music documentary series that KCRW is doing. It's gonna come out. And it's called something. It's called Lost Notes. That's a new title. Yeah, new title. And, and you did a piece for it. I did a piece. You were doing a piece I'm for it. Trying to finish a piece for it. Yeah. And, and who are the other people who are doing the piece? Give us the stars. Susan Orlean. Never heard of her. Kristen Just kidding. Me- Author of The Orchid Thief, New Yorker contributor. Yeah. All around amazing journalist. Yeah. And she tweets my soul. She always just says things on Twitter that I'm like, yep, yeah. everything about the process of writing. Yeah. Um, Christine McKenna, doing a story about Captain Beefheart. I hope it's okay for me to talk about this. Maybe I should stop talking about it. I don't know. It. It's your job. It's your hide. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, a lot of good stuff happened in the future. So that happened. I got this venue. I'm hoping that'll come together. I went out a lot this week in the evenings, which was really fun. Well, thanks for the invite. I think I did invite you out one night, and you couldn't come. Nope. I don't think so. I don't know. I think, well, well, one night was like a date night with my wife, so you weren't invited to that. Thanks for the invite. Uh, yeah, so like, the funny thing happened yesterday. I had this great week, feeling great about my life, everything's working out, and then I went to this reading last night, a friend of mine, at a bookstore in Hollywood, and afterwards we all went out for dinner and drinks with a bunch of people who came to the reading, and someone had asked him about how he'd met his wife, and he like proceeded to tell this amazing story about when he was 20 years old, they were both working for an English-speaking newspaper in Cambodia, and like, you know, having Khmer Rouge guards take them to the hills to like have parties, opium parties and stuff. I don't know. It's like a, opium just, parties. It was like a crazy, you know, and I know for a fact like, this couple has gone on to have like a very adventurous, sort of amazing, globe-trotting life full uh-huh. of like intellectuals and celebrities and just like a. And I was just. Sitting there thinking, like, why wasn't my life like that? Like, you know, you're in that feeling where you, you know, you're just comparisons. Like, Man, never what compare did I do yourself. Wrong? And then, I mean, we can't help it; it's human nature. But you should never. But do But then that. I remembered what I was doing at that age when he was meeting his wife, and he's like, you know, they're. I don't want to say intellectuals, but they were like, you know, working on in journalism in their tw- early twenties, you know. Right. And I was like, well, when I was 20, 21 years old. I was living in a van, and I had decided, I was living in Seattle, and I decided that I was going to glue birdseed to it and turn it into the birdmobile so that everywhere I drove around, I would just have a flock of pigeons <laughs> traveling with me. <laughs> so, like, Can you do that? You know, like, while he's in the mountains of Cambodia, like, covering the, you know, fall of the Khmer Rouge, I was, like, stoned out of my mind in, like, a Home Depot trying to Fine. figure out which glue to buy to put birdseed on the roof of my van. I was in a basement in Montreal, you know, singing hot corn, cold corn. <laughs> but it's like, who cares? Yeah, and I just like, sort the, the, of, I, mean, I was like, it, it makes sense. That is, both of the things that you and he were doing at that age sound a lot more interesting than what I was doing. I was just like in college, like, you know, getting drunk and being my version of like a pseudo intellectual. Like, I was like reading a lot of like post structuralist theory and stuff. Yeah, like, see, that to me is like, at least you were. Gaining knowledge. I wasn't really reading much. I mostly just like smoked pot and went to restaurants. But when, I was but, just like, no, no, no. You must read Baudrillard. You must read this Baudrillard essay. <laughs> That's admirable. But I feel like the thing I took away from it was like, not like, oh, I fucked up. It was like, wow, I really was able to leave that behind and like make some life. And I was like very changed. proud of myself. And life like, is, yeah. all life is is change. Yeah. I mean, in this comparison thing, though, it's no good. I don't want to harp on it, it, but like every time you compare yourself to someone, you are asking to put. First of all, you're misunderstanding everything in the world because you don't know anything about how that was for them. Yeah. Like even if it sounds amazing, even if he says it's amazing and he remembers it as amazing, you don't know. Yeah. And maybe he's just in pain all the time, like all of us. And like, I mean, this is how I, I, I'm on a little kick with this right now. But <laughs> It's called seeing things clearly. 
But it's like, if you ever covet any experience or like any situation that somebody else has, you just don't know what they're going through. And you're only going to cause yourself pain by thinking that way. And obviously all of us do it all the time. I mean, I'm the worst. Sure. People call it jealousy, but it's not jealousy necessarily. It's like it's like it's more just like well, you're you're using some story you tell yourself about yourself and applying it to some external situation to make yourself feel bad, basically. Um, And well, it's also I feel like it's also a symptom of thinking of your life as a narrative, as opposed to thinking of your life. I don't even know how else to think of a life. It's chaotic. It's like, it's like, other than just like... The only thing that's consistent is your stupid narrative about your stupid self. Right, as opposed to just having like a basic foundation of decency that you use to like guide you through the world and like not think about past as prologue. Right. Thinking about past is just like, you know, whatever. Well, I don't know what you think about but, this or if you could go here, but there's no such thing as the past. I mean, I don't know if I'm buying it. Of course there's no, but seriously, there's no past, there's no future. Nobody dies. Yeah. Everything is just the experience of right this second. Right. Yeah, sure. When you were in that van in Seattle, was that happening in the past? At the time? No, it was the present. But I will say that, like... Then you just have the story. After but that. I do think that comparing myself to my former self was a good. It made me think favorably on my life. Because you felt the evolution of what you've been I, Yeah, and I feel like I've I've been on on the up since then. If I had been like up I don't know, fallen, that sounds pretty rad to me. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't know, but then I was thinking like you know I probably killed a bunch of birds because like birds shouldn't be eating glue. I'm just think about the also, I just, everywhere situation. I would, oh my god, there was just shit. Everywhere I would go, I would park and then all the cars. Would oh wait, so would, you did do this? I did it. Yeah, this is not like a pie in the sky. I made the bird mobile and drove it around. So it was covered in. How did you adhere the seed to the? An aerosol spray glue. Well, that sounds good for the birds. It was not. That's what I'm saying. You're like poisoning <laughs> birds. And just like I just had a like, you loud cold house. Literally like traveled with a. You know, I traveled around poisoning birds and creating a sea of shit for everyone around me. <laughs> oh, wait, so you're the bird killer of Seattle, 2004. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, that, that happened, then. Well, I'm ashamed that I host a, co-host a podcast with you. Do you think we're going to get, um, I think Peter's going to come after us? No, 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 no. Who? Peter. I don't know. I think that the King Arthur Flower sponsorship will kind of balance out any <laughs> just, negative press we're going to get. Oh, I thought you were going to say that they should just put that in jeopardy. This episode's going They're going to be like, hey, you guys sponsor our podcast? Like, yeah, we'll give it a listen. And Peter's like, no way. Oh, yeah, Peter's got the year of King Arthur, Arthur Flower. King Arthur Flower. I don't, I'm not sure we want to be associated Big with flower and big animal rights are definitely <laughs> in bed together. <laughs> so, how much time do we have left? Should we take a few listener calls? Anybody call in. This <laughs> is live from the Astro. If somebody is out there listening, and I'm not talking about the booth behind you. How, how was, did I ask you how your week was? You did, but I didn't have anything to say because I don't remember anything. Oh, I mean, okay, I'll tell you a few things. So doing the bread thing and uh, put up a poll on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, three separate polls about what my next food podcast should be about, either natural wine or fermentation. 
Why are you laughing? This is serious. I'm listening. I'm are you laughing because I'm so prolific in the food podcast space? Do you want to give the backstory of my food podcast? Well, you should give the backstory of food podcast. It's great. It's like one of my favorite podcasts. And it's like, it really bums me out that you only made one episode and then abandoned it. Well, I made a second episode. It's only right. two minutes long. That's true. But you didn't. And it was a bit that I was going to put in a future yeah. episode that I just had sitting around and decided to throw it up. Anyway, I made one episode. Uh, it's time for Go us ahead. to have the ceremonial eating of the parsley garden. The ceremonial. Shalom Alehem. Oh. Go on. Well, so. In 2015, when I made this food podcast, my idea was like, okay, food is obviously popping off right now in the culture. People are talking about food in new ways. There's a lot of exciting media in food. Like, for example, like Lucky Peach was happening at the time. I was writing for Lucky Peach. And I felt like Lucky Peach and other places, too, they just had kind of a little bit of a sense of humor about them. Uh, that was missing from the food space and especially from the food audio space which is basically public radio model, terrestrial radio great shows that I love and admire like Good Food, Evan Kleinman is my goddess, like I love her Uh, the show is so good but it's a lot of like kind of chef profiles cookbook author profiles, interviews what's fresh at the farmer's market and I was like, I want to do something like arch and zany and like that has a lot of tongue in cheek about it. And so I did this thing on bone broth because I thought that was a hilarious food trend and um, came out quite well. And I, I put way more effort into it than I should have. And I no, don't I, say that. Well, I, I put in a lot of effort and I like alienated all my friends who worked on it because I am a psychopath when I get into something and like I made it like it was basically like making an album versus making a 15 minute food podcast <laughs> it's like all original music all this crazy sound design a bunch of interviews so and it was great it was really good but so at the it time totally there really were no you know, I was correcting what I saw as a, a a need in the market you know like but these days like there are so many food podcasts like, I keep hearing about more and more and more. And they're, like, multiple food comedy podcasts now, really? which was not the case back then. Yeah, there's this new one that Wes, my co-author, my co-author, my co-author, uh, no, Wes, the chef of Grilla Tacos, who I helped him write his book, um, he was on this podcast called Yelling About Pate, and it's, like, a local food podcast hosted by a comedian or something. Yeah. I mean... Their mics are distorting, and you know it's like it's not the same thing. But still, they weren't actually yelling about pate. They just have such terrible mics that everything. Right, it's so just the levels are off. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> they're actually talking no, no, no. in a normal voice about pate. But it's look, I thought they did a great job with Wes's interview. Um, I never heard but, it, so I can't. I'm not actually bad mouthing them. Just make jokes. And there are just a ton of new food podcasts, and like every publication now has a podcast. It wasn't the case yeah. in 2015. Uh, but I'm going to start doing them again. And Oh, so the, there was also the poll. We're like wildly inconsistent between the three platforms. Oh. Facebook ended in a dead tie. Instagram was like 63 or 64% for natural wine. And Twitter was like 59% for fermentation. So I'm going to do natural wine. Why don't you do both? I'm going to get to both, but uh, obviously, I think something about fermentation is just such a bigger subject. I mean, I'll do it in a certain way, but with natural wine, I think there's more space for me to be kind of like 
funny and arch and like not take myself seriously while at the same time I have a deep interest in natural wine I really believe in it and stuff like that so I think that's that's the right territory it's like I feel like I want to treat this thing seriously but also it's so hard to treat this thing seriously like that's kind of the sweet spot for because I had a deal to develop the show at some point for a company I won't name that I now work for <laughs> I um, thought a lot about like what it is and I had to like write it out because I was going to like hire writers and stuff like that to like help me with the comedy piece of it and it's sort of like I feel like it's Colbert-esque mm-hmm. in that like the host figure is kind of like he's in character but you kind of don't know like is he making fun of this or not or when is he and when yeah. is he not and then also like kind of Tim and Eric-y because it's like constantly dynamic, like changing on a dime and like having shape-shifting characters. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I came up with was I Can't Remember. But it's sort of like Colbert is also yeah. a good reference point because it's like you're absorbing real information, but also you're being entertained the whole time. So that's like what I'm going to try to do. <laughs> it's exactly like the Astro. Um, no, the Astro is the other end of the spectrum with like what it is. Like, it's, you know. Yeah, I think it's our other title totally should be the other end of all the spectrums. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I already set up an interview with Lou uh, from Lou uh, Wine and, and Tastings here, who is the god of natural wine in Los Angeles, the emissary, the foremost exponent of the values and actual bottles of wine. Um, I mean, I just, last time I was in there, I was like, hey, can I interview you? And he was like, yeah. So, um, and then, I don't know, we'll see who else I talk to, but um, there are a bunch of people here who I'd like to talk to, but they're, they're not that many, but um, enough to fill out an episode pretty easily, and I know most of them personally. Great. Very well-connected man in the food world. So, look out for that in 2021. <laughs> however long it takes me to produce it. I mean, I have, like, five half-started episodes of RFFP. Which is famous food podcast, for those of you. Subscribe now. I would be surprised if there was anyone who listened to the show that hadn't heard this famous food podcast. Who listens to this show? But if you're out there, you are. You're in for a treat. As soon as you finish this episode, you've got some grade-A quality content. When future generations are listening to this, like, in their... You know, Library of Congress chip in their brain. I want them to have the context. Any other questions about that? It's good because our theme song for Richard's Famous Food Podcast. I, this guy Bobby Halverson, he's a great musician. I contacted him about doing my theme song because really I just wanted like an old-fashioned like station ID sounding like Richard's Famous Food Podcast, and he did it, and he. Nailed it. Yeah. But then he also gave me a little full preamble, and the lyrics are, it's dinner time, don't be shy, open up that bottle of wine, it's Richard's Famous Food Podcast. That's great. And then I have lots of great sound design possible, just like, pop, 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 yeah. Go, 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 go. Yeah. natural wine. What is it? <laughs> you should just do... Live like this. <laughs> <laughs> do a reenactment of your one episode right now. Just to so, Lou, <laughs> what is natural? No, the existing episode. What, what is natural? <laughs> yeah, it's like if Radio Lab made out with itself and just chilled out for a second. You know what? I'm gonna nail you to the cross right now. Let's talk about your Radio Lab episode. Oh no! I don't yes. want to talk about that. I really don't. David want to talk was about featured. That. I don't want to talk about that. That's like. 
in an episode. I don't, it just like takes things in a cool. Totally that was dark, our segment dark. on David. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about that at all. It's cool. We don't talk about the things that we don't want to talk about here. Yeah. It's a safe space. Yes, it is. Well, it's weird because I know I came late, but actually I have to go. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, it's, I should run back because I have a, a thing at, at 10 o'clock. Oh, are you being serious? Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you what pick you up the check? I guess this is a... Okay, well... Sorry. All right, it's okay. okay. Right. I guess this is a 48 right, minute episode of... I love you. Okay. All right, let me see. Uh, man, that was weird. Uh, all right, well, I don't, I can't, okay, listeners, should I, if this were, if I had access to social media right now, I would do a live poll and ask you, should I, should we just end it now and have a 48-minute episode, or should I just keep talking for 12 minutes? I guess I'll just keep talking. Um, and it's hard to do a show alone. But, Hello. 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 Where, who are you? <laughs> who are you? May I join you for breakfast? I guess. Who, who, what, who are you? They call me Tiny. Can you, can you just not talk so loud? I have Why? To, well, I should tell Get you right. Get the levels right. I, we're recording the show right now. You, I have to tell you legally you're on a show. Legally, I'm recording. I have to tell you legally I'm, rec- I'm recording for a podcast. So if we're recording so, a podcast, I should come clean and tell you what my real name is. It's not tiny. Oh, what is it? It's Chadwick Chadwickson Jr. The third. Wait a minute. I'm the son. Wait. Of Chadwick Thurgood Steinberg. What happened? From Flagstaff, Arizona. That's so crazy. So wait, hold on. Let me just. I was sleeping in the camper, and my dad came home and woke me up. And he told you about the. He told me to subscribe. Yes. (laughs) To your podcast, and I did. What did What did you say? And I said, Dad. I only got into the first 10 minutes of the first episode. It was pretty good. But it was okay. It was not great, but it was okay. We're new to this. We're figuring it out. But can I ask you a question? Yes, I am eight years old. (laughs) No, shoot. Shoot. It sounds like you have a Scottish accent, but I'm just confused because... Your dad sounded like he had a German accent, but he said he was from Arizona, and you sound like you have a Scottish accent. Right. Right. You also sound much older. We're tourists. We travel around, picking up different sort of diluted accents. Sometimes they change mid... Sometimes they change mid uh, conversation, actually. That is bizarre. It's strange, but actually I have to go. What? You just got here. I go back to sleep. I, I sleep during the day. <laughs> that didn't make you mad. I go back and make me bed. It was nice to meet you, okay, David. Okay, yeah. It was, uh, it was good to meet you, I'm too. I'm a big fan. Tiny. Uh, Tiny Jr.? Archibald Jr.? What do you Chadwick. Oh, Chadwick. Chadwick. Right. Chadwickson Jr., the third. Just call me Trip. Trip? Yeah. Okay, well. That's what people with nicknames... 
You call him Trip if they're deferred. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, you got to go. Okay, well, uh, it was weird and nice. It was great. Yeah, to thanks, meet. thanks for subscribing, by the way. And uh, tell everyone I hope you, you know get about one the show. million downloads. We will. It's just gonna take some time. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for. I mean, you know, I'm an really aspiring feeling shock jock. <laughs> like me, did. Well, that's good that you have the guidance of a professional above you to, you know. Hope to follow in his footsteps. Yeah. Anyway, bye. All right, um, well, that was good to meet you. Uh, gotta go. Yeah. Okay. Take it easy. Wow, that was weird. That was so weird. Richard's not going to believe this. He's not going to believe any of this. I think I, maybe we'll just sign off and we'll just have a nine-minute short episode today because things have been... Uh, I don't know, maybe I'll just keep talking for eight more minutes. I don't know. Uh, oof, I don't know. It's tough to, tough to know what to do in situations like this. Well... Um, I guess I could just give him a little review of the, of the eggs and the, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, Richard's calling me. Uh, hello? Hey, uh, could you just put me on mic with some speaker so we can keep doing the show because I'm going to feel really guilty about leaving? Yeah, well, uh, dude, you're not going to leave. So Sorry, I thought... I'm walking by, uh, I'm walking by system well, um, I thought you had it taping at 10. Yeah, it got postponed, and now it's just walking around the block. Actually, I'm out the camera trailer. It's just massive. It's like this huge jalopy with mattresses strapped to the side of it. It's just, I don't know about this guy that you were talking to. Yeah, did you know that, um... That guy, after you left, his son came and also came on the show, too. It was really weird. What? Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm coming back in. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I can't believe that I missed that. Is he still there? No, he left. What? Yeah, he said he had to uh, go to sleep and make his bed. How did you know his name? How did you know who, is it, who his name? Oh yeah, I forgot about the live stream. <laughs> you, you're breaking up. Oh. Hey. Hey. I'm back. Yeah, that was weird. So what happened? So this guy. This guy. What? <laughs> this guy. He said it. Uh, tiny. I think his name was. Like, uh, <laughs> his name was Tiny. <laughs> but he said I could call him Trip. Yeah, I guess he was. Trip? I was a little confusing because I. That's he, what I get. I, I want people to call me Trip. It sounded like a nickname for people who are the third. Oh, and you're a third. Oh, and he's Chatty Chadwickson. I thought he was first. He was a junior, but then he said Trip. I don't know. It was very odd. I don't know about this whole family. They don't seem to be very straight shooting Arizona types. I feel. I feel like this is one of the hazards of reaching a certain level of success with a podcast that is known for taping at the same place every week is people like you get kind of weirdos that just show up and want in on that I've been waiting for someone to just show up like one of our regular listeners you well ironically you missed it today because it happened that you weren't here that is darned ironic I don't know maybe next time we have random guests I'll be here and it won't be you maybe you'll be gone next time uh, I don't think so do you have to go right now <laughs> no, I don't have to go right now. Well, since I postponed my taping and just walked around the block <laughs> and t- took a look at the camper out there. I am, I am, 
intrigued by this camper. What do you think it looks like? Like, give us a whatever you have in your mind's eye. Describe it. Kind of picturing like the Job's meets Mad Max. Job's. From isn't that the family from uh, Grapes of Wrath? Oh yeah, no, no, Jode. Jode. Tom Jode. As we established earlier, I was stoned and blew in birdseed to the roof of my car when everyone else was reading. <laughs> when, you were reading when you were reading Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> when, I, when I was supposed to be reading Grapes of Wrath. So I got one letter off, which isn't bad considering. Job. <laughs> yeah, I think it's J O A D. Okay. They sound like a kind of contemporary Jode. They did. They did have that sort of like. What did he look like, this uh, chatty Chad Wixon, tiny Trip the Third? Well, he was eight years old. <laughs> Just out on his own. Yeah. In the world, which is. How was he as a conversationalist? Pretty good. Um, Sounds he, like a precocious young man. He kept slipping into different accents, which I found odd. Was it entertaining? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't sound very was, good. I think it was less entertaining than just you and I talking about our feelings. Really? Yeah, but... Well, we should ask the listeners, I guess. Were you recording this whole time? Yeah, I haven't stopped. I was trying to figure out what to do with the last uh, eight minutes of the show, but then... I can't yeah. wait to hear these monologues and also these juicy guest bits that we managed to get by hook or by crook. By chance. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe we, I should we just don't. not show up every week and just we'll see what happens. I don't know if these people that are wandering in can sustain a whole show, actually. I don't think... doesn't sound like yeah, it. Yeah, I think... Um, sounds like it was kind of a... I don't know. I just feel like, you know, we and I were professionals. Right. And they are not. So it's But hard, I thought you said to, that he was a fill-in co-host or something. That's right. I guess he was a professional um, fill-in. And they didn't know how to fill the air? No. Yeah. Oh, fill-in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when... Uh, Nancy Updike, host of American Life. It's great. Yep. She is great. She is great. Did um, Did you enjoy this episode? I enjoyed it immensely. Enjoyed it? Yeah. I loved it. Well, the um, dish of butter has been emptied. We ate all the waffles. Waffles and gone. I couldn't finish my egg. Strangely, for, for Astro Super fans, David ate his egg today. And you did. And I didn't. I mean, I ate a couple bites of it. I just know we have a big work thing ahead of us today, so I gotta get all the calories I can. I drink so much coffee every Friday. I know, me too. I'm just like, like not necessarily good. I feel like I have to drink a cup. Normally, I wouldn't drink first thing in the morning coffee, but I feel like I have to drink a cup of coffee so that I'm like on it. Yeah. I'm like alert and awake. I hear you. Well, and now I've had like three more cups, so I'm on like four cups. Yeah. And I got this number five that I'm about to. Cinco. That's good coffee. That's a good cup of joe. We got about a minute and a half. Well, this is my story about the contemporary Jones. Album of the week, real quick. What do you got? You got an album to recommend? Uh, License to Ill, The Beastie Boys. There's the ice. <laughs> 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 
every week with the eyes. I love it. Yeah, this morning I was going through the script that we're working on for my story, and we're doing this little like historical backstory where it's just like, let me tell you how I got here. Yeah. And that ice is just flying out of that bucket this week. Um, and I decided to like kind of find some songs that represent older time periods and like very quickly. So I did Tumbling Tumbleweeds by the, the young Sons of the Pioneers. And then when it, the 80s hit, I did um, Rhyming and Stealing by the Beastie Boys. All right, you heard it here. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Go listen to Beastie Boys. License to Ill, produced by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. I think. I hear, we should get him on the show. But it's just the beginning of When the Levees Break by Led Zeppelin anyway. It's <laughs> looped. <laughs> and then they put a less good riff over it, but it's great. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have All right, Rick, come on weekend. the show. Have a good week. Uh, hug your loved ones. Let us know Stop how much you didn't like this.